0: So, I cleaned your Glock for you this morning. I thought that after shooting it, it was necessary to clean it, because if you don't clean a gun on a normal basis, it can get really, it's hard on the gun, it wears the parts, it can cause jamming and stuff like that. Now, Glocks don't normally jam, but if you let them go long enough, then, you know, you will it will eventually have problems. So I cleaned your gun for you. And, you know, one of the things you need to know is that when you go to clean a Glock, you have to pull the trigger on it. So you have to really make sure that your gun is empty.
1: Really? Really. Can we stop now before my blood pressure gets too high? Stop what? Why, Salty, for how long have I been been shooting that Glock? Well, yeah, you've you've had it for a while. And how many times have I cleaned that Glock after shooting it? Uh, several. Almost all. Sometimes you very generously clean it for me. I'm not saying you don't. But the rest of the time I clean it myself. So what
0: are you saying to me?
1: Mansplaining
0: alert. (laughs) Yeah, I was mansplaining. Actually, this is the fun part about this. We had to discuss beforehand, because I really struggle at
1: mansplaining. I'm not very good at it. He only does it rarely, and when he is doing it, he doesn't recognize he's doing it.
0: Yeah, so I I don't know when I'm doing it. Mansplaining. This is something that the brothers out here, all you guys, I want you to listen to this one, because we're going to talk about one of the single most counterproductive things that you can do to getting the female people in your life on board with you during prepping. And that's called mansplaining. <laughs> Females do not like to be mansplained to. They really, really
1: don't. It doesn't matter how much practice we get getting mansplained to. and
0: Many people get a lot of Ladies and gentlemen, practice.
1: we've gotten, we all, get a lot of practice being mansplained to, no matter how capable we are. And it really annoys us, and it turns us off, and it makes us not want to have any similar conversations with the man in question. Okay, let's take
0: just a look. To, to understand what mansplaining is, go ahead and, and give a brief definition, and then we're going to take a look and examine where we just came from.
1: You've got at least one man and at least one, one woman in conversation. The man decides he's going to start explaining something to the woman. He doesn't really consider that she might know the topic as well as or better than he does. He doesn't consider what she really thinks about the topic or even might want to know about the topic. He's just explaining it because he wants to explain it. And he knows about it. And he's the guy.
0: And it makes him feel... Guyish. Yeah. I am the, the silverback. It, it's a silverback thing. It's, it's a power thing. It's a yes. power thing. It's. I am the male, and I am in command.
1: And- I know this, and I am going to take control of the situation and explain it to her, and she gonna get it right. That's right. And if I don't, she
0: won't be able to succeed on her own without me. Because I am the man and she is tacitly inferior. That's what man's planning is, in a, in a nutshell.
1: So let's take but If a, the guy went so far as to consider if the woman actually needed to know it or not. Right. Like, I know how to clean a Glock. I clean a Glock a lot. I realize its importance. And yeah. I would have done it right after shooting if he hadn't I, said, hey, yeah, I'll, I, I'll just. I, pick I was up doing yours mine. I do mine. I, I'll do yeah. hers at the same time. Which yeah. was generous of you. I appreciate yeah, no that. No big deal.
0: I yeah. was, you know, we went out shooting, and, you know, once you're done shooting, what do you do? You clean your guns. So I was like, you know, I've got to clean mine anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to put the gloves on. I'm going to sit down at the table. We're going to get laid out in front of us. Um, why have two people do that? She can go do something else. It's no big, her Glock is nothing to clean. You pop it apart. Yeah, it's cake. You that's know, that's one of the reasons you I love Clean the, the, clean the, it's, there's nothing to it. I mean, so I'm like, I'm cleaning a revolver with, uh, Multiple barrels it took me what ten minutes total for both guns, probably maybe. Yeah. So I did actually do that, but I just did it because hey, I was doing it anyway. No big deal, right? Yeah, that was. A, I didn't just do it because I thought she couldn't do it. In fact, I often will have her um, um, gun and in, in clean them just because after guns have sat there for a while, you know it's. They just need oiled and, and maintained, and no big deal. Nothing about
1: it. She'll do the same for mine. Sure.
0: Um, the last time my Tavor was cleaned, she she did it. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, right after I cleaned mine.
0: Yeah, after so, she showed me how to do it. <laughs> so this is how it works. Now, I have probably cleaned your Glock five times, right? Oh yeah. And you've cleaned it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. So, me explaining something to you about how to do it is ridiculous. Now, let me explain what isn't mansplaining. She wears her, her Glock out at the place, and, you know, she gets hot and sweaty and stuff like that. And one of the things she wasn't doing... And this has been a couple of years ago. Yeah, is we put a uh, a, a set of night sights on it, and I noticed there was just getting to be a little bit of surface rust on the back of the night sight. And I pointed that out to her and I said, "Hey, you know, you're starting to get a little bit of surface rust. You got to get that knocked off and, and maintain that and keep that oiled." And she's like, "Oh, I I thought that was I thought that was polymer. Okay, that's not mansplaining." Providing, That's pointing out information.
1: New and useful information that the person has actually shown an interest in, in knowing is not mansplaining. Uh, being the explainer when you have more experience and the person you're explaining to has a reason to care about learning right. is not mansplaining. In cleaning a gun, let's say I come out with a boar snake.
0: I've used boar snakes before. She probably. I don't think you have. Have you ever used I have,
1: but not since I met you. My brother showed me how when I was I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they eight. used to
0: be a lot more popular. One of the things, one of the reasons they're a lot more popular is because I tend to buy, and I, I buy all the guns. That's true, I do.
1: He buys most of the stuff we buy. He's a better right. shopper. Um, I buy guns that are
0: generally easy to field strip, so you don't need a boar snake, because you can just strip the gun the right way. But we have a few, like our our Henrys, that are liver action guns, that boar snakes are a good idea. Yeah. Um, and some shotguns that are a pain in the tail to take apart. You know, boar snakes are a good idea. So, you know, if I were to show her the right way to use a boar, boar snake, that would not be mansplaining, because she doesn't know. Or has not nearly the experience of doing it that i do
1: you might be a mansplainer if (laughs) you're providing the explanation to one somebody who's you're a female and you're a male because frankly women get this a lot more from guys than they get it from other women and after a while you start to notice and it grates so that's why there's a special term for it because it happens so very often you might be a mansplainer if she doesn't, hasn't expressed any interest in learning about the topic you're explaining about. Or she actually knows as much or more about it than you do. Or you come across as condescending when doing the explaining. All of those things are, are red alerts. And the real problem is, it just makes us annoyed and turns us away from whatever it is. You're trying to convey. It, uh, actually cost a guy a good job here about a month ago, because I was interviewing for a position and he decided to mansplain to me about something I had just told him I used to do for a living. And then he took 10 minutes to explain how it really worked to me. And I'm like, thank you very much. No way on earth I am going to recommend hiring you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah.
0: And uh, this was a let me just stay out here. This was an otherwise eminently qualified
1: guy. It's not that he didn't know what he was talking about, but
0: you you don't want to try I mean if you, you don't need that. That's not the kind of person you need to have around you.
1: No. Someone dis- displaying it's it comes from an innate sense of superiority, honestly. It is partly where it comes from. But guys are all also socialized to step up and take that dominant position. So even guys who aren't jerks will tend to do it a lot more than women tend to explain things to people who don't need the explanation. Just because it's part of the acculturation of guys. But if you want the woman to be cooperative and learn from you, it is a bad tactic.
0: Let me let me explain why this came up today. We are... Um, I'm in the process, not we, I'm in the process of uh, making some career adjustments. And one of the things I'm going to be doing in my next career, I am a writer, I'll go ahead and tell you that right now, is I plan to be writing some prepping fiction. Some Tiotwaki type fiction, or some certainly The End of the World as it happens today it may not be the end of the world everybody dies but you know so i've been listening to i listen to audiobooks i've been listening to a lot of audiobooks in the prepper fiction genre and even though i like some of the scenarios that they've come up with i like some of the some of the ideas they have the absolute overwhelming misogyny of the genre is driving me nuts. It's
1: painful to listen to to me. It is painful
0: to listen to. What am I talking about? What is misogyny? And what am I talking about? She can probably explain it better than I am. I don't want to mansplain misogyny.
1: (laughs) So you go right ahead. Well, he's a smart guy. He knows some things about it, too. But when I see it, it's the heroes are... All male or mostly male? Pretty much all male. They are usually partially leading, partially coercing, and partially sneaking around the females in their life to get them to cooperate with the prepping, or to work around them when they won't cooperate with the prepping. Uh, If there is a female who is succeeding... It is almost universally, because she's doing exactly what the guy previously told her. And the writer will even be so thoughtful as to explain her thought process to us and have her remembering how this masterful man in her life explained to her to handle this situation.
0: And if she does it in any way different than the way the man explained it...
1: It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a fail.
0: It's a total fail. If she tries creativity...
1: it's the man's it's way
0: or it's a failure. That's a load of crud. <laughs> and it's just hard to listen to. Come on. Yeah, now I realize proper fiction readers are ninety five percent male. I get that. And I even like stupid male fiction. I do. There's a series of books that I used to read back in the day just because I it, it I enjoyed it. You know, I'm gonna narc you out here. <laughs> right, you to get narked out? All right, all right. On the rare occasion, even though she doesn't want anybody to know she does it, <laughs> she likes to read the occasional Woman's
1: World magazine. I I do. It's she a does. guilty pleasure, and it is a I, very occasional one. It's yeah, it's and not and a usually pleasure I, more I buy than twice it twice a year, and I always get to look when I buy it,
0: and I'm like, "Oh, it's for my mom. My <laughs> mom reads." Oh yeah, you can do that for your mom. That's nice of you. Of course, my mom's been passed for many years, but. <laughs> I'm sure she'd read it if she if she were around. She did. She, she bought did, those. Yeah, she yeah. bought those. Um, it's, it's actually where I met the, the women. Magazine. in those books, oh. or in that, in those um, uh, magazines, are so not spice. It's yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, they're not me at all. Um, now. One of the things that, you know, like I say, we're, we're reading these books. I'm reading these books. Well, she is, too, because I'm listening to it, and we're in the living room. She's hearing it. Or we're in the car, not or, podcasting. we're in the car, yeah, and we're not podcasting, which is rare. Yeah. Like, right now, we're in the car, and we're podcasting. This is the 3BY Podcast. Welcome to the show, the big show. The most long-winded show <laughs> that we're is recorded, recorded in our car. vehicle. So, anyway, long story short, you know, the... The overwhelming male misogyny in these books is just staggering. And to me, though, what I see as a writer is an opportunity.
1: The readership would not be so predominantly male if it wasn't so unpleasant for women to read. And it, make
0: no, no doubt about it, it is unpleasant
1: for most it's, women it's to read. It's sending the message, when women are hearing it, it's sending the message, we think you're stupid. We think you're incapable. We think you are venal and superficial. And uh, we think you can't accomplish anything unless you're following our wise advice. Right. We've
0: actually There was actually one book. I could not get through it. I am normally not the kind of person who, if I buy something, if I pay my actual cash money for it, I'm going to try and struggle through that thing, even if I hate it, because I want to get my money's worth. But there was this one book. I don't even remember what it was. It was theoretically, the a book about
1: women. It was supposed to have female protagonists.
0: Yeah, female, female leads, and uh, and when I say supposed to have female protagonists, I mean it was billed as having female leads. But as it turned out,
1: they were puppets.
0: They were. It was. There weren't female leads. They were. But you explain. You actually finished the book. I couldn't get through it. I okay, just, I there gave were
1: it. there were several females that were featured in the book, and to the extent they did exactly what their prepper husband or prepper father had told them to do, they had success. And the uh, females in the book, or the who either through the whole book or for parts of it, if at any time they didn't do as the prepper male figure had suggested and trained them to do they failed and bad things happened to them and that was all they got to do for the whole book nobody likes to feel or as if they are incapable, stupid, helpless, shallow and people especially don't like other people trying to make them feel those ways So, if you come across as having that attitude, you will turn potential female preppers away. You'll get them to do anything but. They will see it as not only not their thing, but they'll see it as just some kind of ridiculous macho power trip. And that's the really important thing. I know most
0: of you people probably aren't going to be writing prepper fiction. I get that. That's not really what this is about. I was just using that as an example. What I'm talking about is you've got, you know, if you're like a, a functional human being, there are both men and women in your life. Friends, family, relatives. Uh, There's just everybody has people of both uh sexes in their life and the kicker of the deal is how you treat them when it comes to things like mansplaining prepping stuff is how they're going to relate prepping they if you treat somebody like crud.
1: Like they're too stupid. Like they're stupid too
0: stupid to know this stuff on their own. To
1: prep on their own.
0: Yeah, that's not going to work. You're going to have a very, 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 very unhappy prepping experience. So we we touched on this when we did our, uh, excuse me, I'm going to stop and take a picture real quick or something. Okay. We touched a-
1: on it when we talked about our uh, women and guns and reluctant spouse. Episodes. We've got two of each of those things. Right. And th- this topic came up a lot there because it was also quite relevant there. Uh, now,
0: yeah, because that's one of the reasons a lot, I think, we think that a lot of people have as reluctant in spouses is because, frankly, <laughs> spouses are tired of getting mansplained to.
1: They're yeah. not treated as if they are valuable partners who have good ideas of their own to contribute. And when you're not treated that way, you just don't have nearly as much interest in being part. Why would
0: you? I mean, imagine yourself. If somebody was explaining to you all the time stuff that you knew, stuff that you, you know, understood, or stuff that was not difficult for you to understand if you just have points of reference... they kept doing it i mean how would you react to it it wouldn't go
1: well no so you you are a lot of people's window into the prepping world because most people aren't preppers so you're their window into it if you want them to be prepped and i think and salty thinks that's one of our core starting beliefs here everybody is better off if more people are prepped
0: Right now, now let's back it back a bit. I don't want to sit here and say, "Oh, all you guys are jerks." No, that's, not, that's not what we're it's saying. It's not
1: about being jerks. A lot of people, a lot of men, do it who aren't jerks and who don't realize they're doing it. It's part of that acculturation thing. But if you kind of pay attention to it and make sure you don't do it, then you just get better results from the women you're interacting with. Right now, here's here's. We,
0: as uh, preppers, it's kind of, I, I'm having trouble explaining what I'm trying to say, because I, I know what I'm trying to say, but it's not coming out very well. Um, we're enthusiastic about our prepping. Does that make sense? We're enthusiastic about prepping and being uh, what, we're, what it is we're doing here. And we, as preppers, are, tend to be um, Proactive. In what we're doing. We're, 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 we believe what we believe. We, we understand. We see the problem. And, and it's just, it's hard for us when other people don't see what we see. So we have this idea that's not being seen or ignored or patently ridiculed, as it often is. We have this enthusiasm that we have for we, we think we're right. We're on a plan. We're being proactive. And we have this energy. And we bundle that all together. And that gives us a drive. Okay? would you? That's fair.
1: Yeah. It gives us a drive, a we passion for We want to share our ideas and have our ideas accepted by others.
0: And so that's normal. That's actually good. There's nothing
1: wrong yeah. with that. But you can't turn off your sensitivity to the other person's signals and... Think about what the other person already knows and might want to know now when you do the sharing. So what we're saying,
0: instead of mansplaining, we're going to give you a tool here so that you don't mansplain prepping or anything else. And this will give you a tool, and it'll stop mansplaining and start communicating, which is what we need to do. Basically, I were to... Let's just go back to um, the cleaning of the gun, for example. Assuming I don't know how much she knows about gun cleaning, I would say, okay, let's talk about cleaning your, your weapon for a moment. Tell me what you do. Tell me where you're at right now. Let me know. Instead of me coming out and just start blah, 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 I ask her, what does she know? What is the information she has? What is her point of view? Where is her frame of reference? What do you know? And then you listen to that, and you have to understand that where she is, she thinks is a position of value. Whether you think it is or not, she thinks that is a position she has value there because that's what she that's where she's coming from. And so what you could do is like, okay, now here's something that I have found through my personal experiences. I wonder if this wouldn't be something you might consider. So what we're trying to do is instead of just blah 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 no you're doing this completely wrong. You need to is is okay, you might consider what I think, on this particular subject, as information that you can use to make a decision as to whether this makes sense
1: in your life. Yeah. And you don't even... It's nice, actually, if you are that overt about it. But even if you are not that overt about it, Salty will usually do a good job of starting to offer the information and then do some kind of check-in with his conversation partner.
0: Yeah, like, stop me if you know this. To see
1: if, yeah, to see if this information is designed. If it's of no interest, you're not going to get anywhere with it. You're just going to annoy people. If it is of interest, you're stopping and checking in with them will both reinforce the interest and make the person feel like a real part of the conversation and less likely to tune out. And you can check in where the person already is, That way, if you happen to catch on to somebody, you started to uh, explain the three different gun competition courses to someone. You uh, gave a brief one or two sentence description of that, and you checked in with your uh, uh, conversational partner, and it turns out she's done it, or she already knows a lot about it. Then you look like a heck of a lot less like a jerk. Yeah, it, you didn't it, mansplain her, and you've got somebody to talk to who may have a different point of view and other experiences, and it's just a more rewarding conversation all around, I imagine. Right. You may learn something, or if you don't, you can
0: at least connect with her in a different way. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you did you did PESA? I've always wanted to go there. What was it like? What did they value? What was, you know, what was it time? I I don't. I'm not really into three gun shootings. I can't really talk about it, but you know what I'm saying. That sort of thing. Um, Now, there are times when it's strictly instructional, okay. But you, in a situation where it's strictly instructional, you have to develop a teacher-student relationship with the person you're talking to, whether it's a man or a woman, so that both of you are on the same page of, okay, I know a lot about this stuff. You're, you're a newbie on this. So let me give you the information that I know and not have it be mansplaining. For example, I have been a photographer th- for 35 years. She helps me out by shooting, and she's got a good eye, but I know all the technical stuff she does not. Yeah. She knows the basics. But, you know... If a problem occurs, I know how to fix it. I know how to change the settings to make the lighting work.
1: But he has the sense to check in with me as he's doing the explanation to make sure I'm still with him, I'm following him, see if I've got any questions. It's not a sage on the stage thing. It's a teaching from one human being to another human being, which has an entirely different feel to it. Right. And a much more welcoming feel. And it causes much better retention on the part of the student. And it's not just a random
0: thing. We're doing this because, hey, we've got a photo shoot and we're both working it. Right? This isn't a random thing. And I happen to be the senior person. But just because I'm the male does not mean I am the senior person. I'm the senior person on this thing because this is this is what I know. This is what I do. You know, if we were doing a... Planting um,
1: trees. Planting trees, I'd be taking we the planting lead.
0: Trees. She would be the person. She's done a lot a lot more than I have. In fact, she's done a ton more than I have. You know, gardening and planting, she takes the lead. It's her thing. Anything biological, she takes the lead. Even though I have some pretty good knowledge on a lot of that stuff, she takes the lead. This is what she does. Um, okay, one more situation that sometimes pops up. Uh, we had a situation earlier when I was recasing my uh, micro Four Thirds camera equipment this morning, putting it in a better case. And most of the stuff is, is fairly newly acquired. I asked her to come over and sit down so I could show her what we had. And I showed her each of the lenses, and she, she understands the lenses enough to know we've, we've got multiple camera kits and <laughs> multiple uh, multiple sizes and mounts for multiple Reasons. I mean, there's a reason that we have each of these. More
1: cameras than guns, and that's going somewhere. Yeah,
0: that is scary. But, so I'm explaining to her, and I'm showing, and you, it's kind of like, well, you know I like to have this, and you know I like to have, I always have one of these, no matter which kid I have, and stuff like that. And I wasn't doing that to mansplain it to her. One, those were bought with her money, and I want her to know what they are. Two, those were bought with her money for a reason and a purpose that I have. And I wanted her to understand what that purpose was. Why I just didn't want to go out and buy an all-new camera system just because it's cool. Even though I wanted to do that about <laughs> a month ago. I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. It wasn't
1: the right system. It wasn't.
0: Um, but, you know, so that I was giving... Her information about why I was doing what I was doing, but I wasn't mansplaining.
1: Right, and I ended up with no resentment at all over having spent a chunk of money on stuff that I personally have no inherent interest in using. I may end up using it as his bee shooter, but it's not my groove. But if she, it were up to me, I wouldn't have bought it, but, but I ended up with no resentment because why I, I well, well, see why, we, why it was of value. Why
0: I bought it. And how, in the future, it's going to pay for itself. Because this is stuff that's gonna that I'm going to use for commercial purposes. This isn't just, you know. Well, we hope you enjoyed our mansplaining. And no one hope...
1: enjoys mansplaining. <laughs> On A the podcast. receiving end, no one enjoys it.
0: And trust us, we will not mansplain to you ever. Unless we do. I won't. <laughs> we'll see you next time.